0: Nick and Matt Jackson. You're listening to the Workshoot Wrestling Podcast.
1: To swing! Suck it! Yeah. Welcome to an all new episode of the Workshoot Wrestling Podcast. This is Corey Richmond joined by the human wheelbarrow himself, the man who has seven back uh, braces per week, carrying my ass apparently to uh, Christopher Morton, uh, Jason Brooks. Jason, another interesting week in wrestling start off slow you know thought you know hey we'll be talking about what we thought about Roman reigns versus star or backlash then all of a sudden we found out there were WW releases at NXT style a month later and uh, AWs going to TNT and creating a new show how you doing today
0: I'm good I'm good a uh, lot to lot to talk about kind of out of nowhere um, wrestling the news, you know, I, we do this podcast because we really like talking about wrestling, but I always like talking about the business of wrestling. I think that's the most interesting thing. And we had quite a week in the business, as, uh, the business end, for sure.
1: I mean, you know, it's one of those things where you go, how is this going to affect this and why does this affect that? And, you know, we even had, you know, the champion of the second biggest company in the world, New Japan Wrestling, is out with a possible uh, injury and had to release his title. But we'll get to that a little bit later on the show. But, uh, Jay, let's start with the biggest news of the day. If we had done this show yesterday. It mostly would have been uh, AEW getting the – moving and getting the new show. But uh, as of about 25 minutes ago, Velveteen Dream, a guy who real uh, name Patrick Clark Jr., was released. Uh, that's by far the biggest name. I mean, we had others yesterday, Jessamyn Duke, former – Remember the Four Horsewomen, Alexander Wolf, part of Imperium and Ins- Insanity. We had the disgraced uh, referee, you know, was released. But uh, Jay, let, let's start with Velveteen Dream, guy who actually went and fought for the, the title against Adam Cole, had some, you know, was a former NXT North American champion, had a bright future. Now he's gone.
0: I mean, Corey, this guy was supposed to be a superstar. Uh, he was a superstar. On the NXT level, uh, he probably would have had the NXT title at some point. Um, He was great on the mic. He really knew professional wrestling. He knew how to work the business and how to be a character. We talk so much about this guy's a good wrestler. That's great, but you need great characters. And he was a tremendous character. Um, Innovative, unique, something we hadn't really seen in a long time. He really did a good job of kind of melding the eighties into our current era with his character. Like my buddy, uh, my buddy, Chris, who's not like he was a wrestling fan in the eighties, kind of like the attitude error. He liked him. He's like, who is this guy? Like he's really, he doesn't watch anymore, but he thought Velveteen Dream was a really cool character. And I think he could have really made a big difference talking about the Monday night war or uh, the Wednesday night wars and just the ratings in general maybe coming on the main roster and becoming a big star at some point, very young guy. Um, And, you know, we'll talk about, I'm sure you're going to bring up the allegations and stuff like that, but it's, um, it's really, really a waste. It's really a waste because he had everything, everything you would want from a pro wrestler. He had, he had the look, he had the gimmick. He had a, you know, he was, he was good in the ring. He had some really good matches, um and it's it's just such a shame what's what's happened to him what he's done to himself this isn't a you know wwe did something you know released almas where we're annoyed that he they released andrade because the guy did nothing wrong this is a guy who clearly fucked up clearly made some big mistakes um and he paid the price for it paid a dear price for it
1: yeah i mean uh I was gonna say this earlier, but you know, he's he should be one of the big success stories of WWE develop, Developmental, WWE Tough Enough. I mean, he was a guy who was on the Tough Enough series, and they wanted to keep him on, but they just didn't think that, you know, he had the in-ring ability because they saw the the his how charismatic he was. He was a wrestling fan growing up and everything else. And he fought his way to you know to be the WWE and just stuff that happened on the outside world.
0: Well, Corey, let's actually get into that because that's what, what, the thing I thought you were going to get into. What you want to tell you know people? What were some of the things that that happened that may have landed him in this spot?
1: Um, there was the accusations that were never brought you know to trial or anything, but of him having an inappropriate relationship via texting with uh, underage boys who not underage as like little kids, but people under the age of I guess you know sixteen. So I know that's always a tricky situation with, you know, with everything. But I mean, when you read one thing and then you realize you read more into it. But and then I apparently had, I guess, a couple of years back in arrest warrant out from because of he fled uh, an incident, which is of course a much lo- a lighter version of what's going on here. But the stuff with the uh, inappropriate uh, you know, conversations and everything, yep. you know, you've got the uh, speaking out movement and everything else. I think people expect it to be gone a long time ago but you know yeah. a- Cory here's the
0: problem me. he has his character is a sexual character right he's humping he it, it's 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 not like it's it's sexual in nature right and and that's why it's that's why it's such a was such a dope character because it, it melded the 80s into the like you couldn't do you know Rick Rude wouldn't necessarily work this you know in in two, 2021 but someone who could kind of be a mixture of a prince-like character and whatever. He, he was just great, but his character was very sexual. And, you know, when your news comes out about you texting underage boys, like you, that's, that's your gimmick, <laughs> like, that's your gimmick. So not only did they release him because of that, they released him because like he couldn't do his gimmick anymore. So if he couldn't do his character anymore, then what is he? And we saw that when he brought him back after the text messages, he wasn't who he was before. He wasn't doing the same kind of things that he was doing before. And so it's, it's, it's really, really a shame. Uh, we don't know, uh, any, you know, obviously, about these text messages. They haven't necessarily been verified. Uh, I know the person, the young person on Twitter put it out there that there were messages again I'm not saying he definitely sent them I don't know um, but we do know it's not a good look and um, we do know it's it's it does sound like he's made some mistakes and at, whether he sent the messages knowing that the young person I believe it was a boy the young the young person was underage or whether he didn't know he still made quite a big error right and so, you know, I, it's, it's it just, it's, it just, it just, it just sucks. It just really sucks. And I don't see him going to another company or I, I don't see him wrestling. Um, I mean, for a while, a while, this isn't, you know, M- Marty girl had sex with an underage girl and we haven't seen him at all. Where, how is Patrick Clark going to make it? Yeah.
1: I mean, only play play place I could see it maybe showing up is maybe like an MLW or someone who likes to take reclamation projects and give him a chance. I mean, and yes, MLW is on, you know, the zone and vice now and different things, but I mean, that's not on the level of even a ring of honor. I mean, could people bring him in as not a freak show act, but as you know, just a publicity stunt to be like, we have former, you know, former WWE star or NXT star Velveteen Dream, and he'd come in as that Uber heel for a for a couple of shows, something. I mean, do I think his career in WWE is most likely over? Yes. Do I think his career in wrestling, if he actually wants to be part of this, I think he could have another chance, but it's not going to be on the main stage right away. Yeah,
0: I mean, if he wants to wrestle in the indies, I mean, fine. A lot of people wrestle in the indies, but could he do well in the indies? Could he, but you know, and what are the indies right now with COVID? Sure. So, I mean, I, he he's in trouble. He's in trouble, but we'll see what happens. Now, there are a bunch of other releases too.
1: Yeah, so, so the big ones that uh, I mentioned a moment ago, uh, for a member of the Four Horsewomen, uh, Jessamyn Duke, who uh, signed with the company in 2018. Uh, Vanessa Bourne, who signed in 2016. Vanessa Bourne, is a, I think, is a really interesting one. The idea that if you, if you want to believe the rumors that were out there from multiple key sources, that she was actually supposed to come up over a year ago pre uh pre-COVID. I mean, was she a huge star in NXT? Mm -hmm. No, but I mean you saw that there was some ability, thought she did some really good character work, you know, but it just never happened for her. She it was just like another Chelsea Green who got the call up but never actually got there. You know? Yeah, Uh, yeah.
0: so let yeah, so looking at these one at a time, so so it's interesting. So yeah, the Vanessa Bourne, I I, she wasn't great in the ring, uh, but I thought she was a good heel, thought she had Mm -hmm. a good character. I think she's someone AEW should absolutely sc- scoop up. Um, you know, as far as Justin Duke, it's funny Marina Shafir wasn't released, but again, she's married to Roderick Strong. So I think maybe that was part of it too. Um, and I don't know anything. Maybe she just didn't develop, you know, because they pushed them when they had Shayna Baszler and it just never went anywhere. So maybe she just didn't develop. Uh, Alexander Wolf kind of a shame. Uh, because you know, he seemed like he was, you know, good in the ring. Um, the, the referee there, who is a human piece of garbage and a racist piece of trash, uh, good that he's gone. He's interesting to me, Corey, and I don't even want to mention his name, he's not worth mentioning his name. Mm-hmm. This stuff has been out there about him, not just that he's an antsy vaxxer, which you could say, okay, you're an idiot, but whatever. Well,
1: history was right. more the idea of. But the, yeah, the, hold on. That's that's that that what. You
0: know, yeah, yeah. You know. Again, but it's the it, it's the extreme of it, right? Like you're not whatever. And then the racist, stuff, like a lot of wrestlers, you know, these reports have come out. A lot of the wrestlers felt like he was racist towards them. It's you know he walked out of uh, Triple H's speech when they talked about the Black Lives Matter thing. It's interesting to me that he was even employed for this long. WWE is worried about their stocks and their margins and looking bad. And they had two black women wrestle in the main event at WrestleMania and all this other stuff. Yet they had this guy carry on who clearly didn't believe in any of this stuff and clearly was divisive in the locker room and a horrible human being. And they kept him there and he's a referee and he's isn't Roman Reigns. So I, I think that was, and you know, we don't have to get into, into that too deeply, but. Mm-hmm. um with some of the people that they keep that they release so quickly and then other people they keep forever i just i just thought it was 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 interesting but um yeah it's it's always tough to see people lose their job uh many of the names were not really named that i really even knew so hopefully these people land on their feet and you know look at tay conti she's become a big success story from an nxt release so diana um, Perazzo, right yeah but I think Tay Conti is even a different case because Perazzo, we knew she was a good wrestler. Like we knew she, we knew WWE really screwed the pooch there. Yeah. Um, where Tay Conti was like, ah, eh, she's developing and she's got the ability, but she's really, really gone out of her way to improve herself and all the credit goes to her. Um, so maybe these, one of these women or, you know, Alexander Wolf or someone really steps up and, and kind of, you know, uh, changes their narrative. Um, so I guess we'll kind of see what happens.
1: And I guess the last thing on this quickly is that unlike the main roster releases that happened basically one month earlier, uh, they have 90-day no-compete clauses and all of these people, because they were NXT, have 30-day no-compete clauses. So, I mean, that was one of the things that, like, Dina Perrazzo was able to use to get, you know, to get herself right back into the mainstream right away was that she was an NXT person and she was able to go and you know, go to impact basically right away. So, and I guess the last, and the other thing on this is, which is interesting. Last year they did everyone at the same time. This time they waited a month in between the releases, which is you know kind of interesting there. But uh, Jane, unless you have some more comments on this, I mean, you want to move on to uh, a couple of quick thoughts on uh, backlash from this past weekend, primarily the main event.
0: Yeah, let's let's do it.
1: So we had uh, a show that neither one of us was really interested in. To you know, if you go back and listen to last week's show, we are both like, uh, maybe we'll watch it if we get a chance. Jay wound up watching before I did because I was actually at work on this uh, Pan Sunday night. But Jay, you know, before he even got to say, it, Jay, Jay was raving about one match, Roman Reigns versus Cesaro. I will agree with mostly everything he's about to say in a minute. And one of my favorite part of the match was. There was no interference throughout the whole entire match until after the bell, similar to the way they did it with Daniel Bryan, which continues to show that if you wanna build a guy, you can build a guy. Roman Reigns over the last, what, three weeks, feels like a better champion in my eyes to the fact that it wasn't the constant distractions and interference that you had with Jay Jay Uso over the last, you know, eight months.
0: I agree 100%. Um, So I watched the match twice. Um, I watched it once with no sound. I was like, man, this is a great match. Let me watch it with sound. And I watched it again. The other thing, what I want to point out before I talk about how great of a match it was is we have ripped Michael Cole for a long time on this podcast.
1: Sure.
0: For good reason, a lot of times. And part of it's been, it's unfair because he's not Jim Ross. And we know he's not Jim Ross and he can't ever be Jim Ross. Jim Ross isn't really Jim Ross anymore, but... um. So he always had that kind of unfair comparison. And I'm not saying at all he's Jim Ross circa 2001 or anything like that. But I think Pat McAfee has helped him so much. He's not because they're they're calling the matches like they're calling a UFC fight. They're not screaming and going nuts over every move. You know, McAfee's almost bringing a kind of sports-style feel to the matches. He puts guys over well enough. He highlights their strengths. He doesn't scream. He doesn't go nuts all the time. I just think their partnership, and it's early, but their partnership has been absolutely tremendous and really a good listen. Like, they've been a really good listen calling the match. Um, As far as the match itself goes, I mean, it was – I mean, it was fantastic. Um, Roman Reigns has developed into a tremendous, tremendous in-ring performer. And I know we don't talk about it all the time. And we just talk about him being a star and he's been great on the mic and he's a great heel, but he's established himself as a great in-ring performer as well. And we already know Shazara, right? And they just wrestled a great hard hitting match telling a story and this is something we're going to talk about aaw later that i just hope aaw starts to do more and i think christian has helped them a little bit they just told a tremendous story in the ring and it was a slower paced match with a couple of high spots it was a long match but they they just told a great story um and it was so fun to watch and so i watched it twice and to me, Corey, like that's when pro wrestling... Now, we saw pro wrestling at its worst earlier in the same pay-per-view, but I think that's pro wrestling at its best. A great match between two 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 people who tell a tremendous story in the ring and get a chance to tell the story without a bunch of goofy interference and dumb shit happening with announcers who are trying to call it like it's a UFC-style fight. I thought the match was, from the announcing to the match itself, was just about perfect. And it's, I mean, I'd say it's my WWE match of the year thus far. Um, You know, Daniel Bryan, obviously a close nod, but uh, I thought it was a tremendous match. I don't know where they go with Reigns after this. Like who can fight him now? (laughs) But, um, uh, you know, uh, just a tremendous match and we'll see what happens uh, this Friday.
1: Yeah, so I guess only other thing I would say is I think the direction mostly is what they did last year with Hell in Cell being next last year. It was Jay Uso versus Roman Reigns. I can see Jimmy Uso being the thorn in the side and maybe having a similar thing in a Hell in the Cell, you know, coming up with that. Um, otherwise, I thought the show as a whole was a lot better than I ever thought it was going to be, like I said a little bit earlier. thought the three-way between the women was was really good. And like you said, besides that one match, which we're not going to really talk about here, but everything else on the show was pretty solid. Now, if you want to get a deeper dive into the pay-per-view listen to our buddy christopher uh, morin morin's law podcast did a full one hour review on the show this past week so if you want to get you know a lot of deep thoughts on that you can listen to listen to him but uh jay we're gonna talk about this quickly because we've got a lot of things to talk about but one of the biggest stars in new japan wrestling is going to be on the shelf for a while looks like um, New Japan has been hit by a ton of stuff in the last couple of weeks where, you know, in the U.S., COVID has gotten a little bit better, you know, and hopefully things are opening up more. And by the time, you know, I see who well, maybe in Chicago later on this year, crossing of fingers, you know, we'll have o- almost beat this virus as much as possible. But, you know, with all the positive COVID tests in New Japan with Jay White and uh, David Finlay had come out, you know, I guess earlier this week, but the, uh, the champion, Will Ospreay is going for a valuation back home in England on a pretty, apparently a pretty serious uh, neck injury that caused him to vacate the title. I mean, you know, a lot of people said the reason why he won the title in the first place was because of the fact that Ibushi uh, had neck problems and he needed some time off. He just came back, you know, recently for like basically one show. Jay, what what's your thoughts on uh, one of the brightest stars in the company, Will Ospreay, possibly being out for a while?
0: Yeah. I mean, Right, so we've been watching New Japan for several years. I think, I don't know if Corey was in on it first or if I was, or I, was, I, I was, All right, slightly earlier, right? And so we've been watching New Japan now for a, a long time. And the quality of wrestling is pretty much unmatched, right? But they take a lot of chances, a yeah. lot of chances with their neck. And we've seen it time and time again with guys taking chances with their neck. Um, you know, I, I still remember at MSG we were watching that Ibushi Naito match. And I mean, how many times did they drop each other in their head? It was crazy. I'm like, guys, it's a 15 minute match for like the the IC belt. It, it's fine. Like, please don't kill yourself for, for the for us. Like, just do good moves and don't keep you know. And so we've seen this over and over again in New Japan. And Osprey is one of those guys who has just put his body through the ringer and taken a lot of chances. And this isn't a torn ACL, you know, which you come back six, eight months, nine months, you, you can be okay. Or a broken arm or something. This is a neck. Once your neck goes <laughs> and you have neck injuries, like, that's it. Like, you're not coming back from, uh, a you know a, 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 you know, whatever his neck injury is. And we don't know exactly what it is. So hopefully he's okay. But the fact that he already vacated the title tells you that it's real, real serious. And Will Ospreay is one of the five best professional wrestlers on the planet. Um, I don't think there's, I mean, people can debate that. That's fine. There's no debate for me. And he's young. And we've talked about that. This was just the beginning for him. You know, he's the next kind of Kenny Omega, the next big star. You know, um, imagine that him at All Out, you know, next year with against going against Kenny Omega or whatever for a dual tie. It'd be the one of the biggest matches in wrestling history. And it's really, it's really, really shitty that he is hurt and that he could be hurting out for a long time. And so, you know, we just hope the best for him and we hope he recovers. We'll see what they do, who they Give the title to you know what what they do i think they should do an old school wrestlemania four type tournament but we'll see um but i i just i just hope that these guys you know particularly in new japan but in all the all the companies that they are a little bit more careful with their bodies because it's already the best wrestling on the planet Dropping a guy on his head doesn't make it better. It's already the best. It's about some flashy moves, it's, but it's really about telling a story in the ring, which New Japan does probably better than any wrestling company in the world. So I don't know. It's just, it just, it's, a, it's just a whole bummer. It's just, a, it's a really a bummer. And so um, you know, we'll see what they do moving forward.
1: Yeah, and I thought you brought up an interesting point there. Where do they go on from here? I mean, you got Jay White, you got Okada, who looks like he's healthy now. You got Naito, who is a walking, walking, walking in uh, wounded. Abushi is just coming back from injury. And you got Shingo. So, I mean, they've got possibilities. I mean, they're coming back uh, this weekend on the 22nd. So, we'll see if we get more information on those shows leading into uh, Dominion coming up, you know, at the beginning of next month. So, we'll hopefully, we'll get a little bit more information on this. But we'll continue to look at this and other situations in New Japan as soon as we find out. And we'll keep you guys informed. Uh, the other major injury of the week, which we're just going to tell you about, uh, Miz out six eight months with a torn ACL. It's uh, hopefully has a smooth recovery and we see him back with repackaged. And I guess the only thing I would say on it, I do wonder how uh, John Morrison will be used in this next six to eight months. Because it looked like, you know, maybe they were going to be doing maybe a separation angle and his wife is in NXT. So, I mean, I wonder if maybe they change some stuff around how they use John Morrison, just going to be an intro level guy or if he maybe gets a push or something.
0: I do not see johnny drip drip getting a push
1: uh so moving on we have uh aw with uh, the majority of the, le- the back here for the show is going to be at AEW this week uh just quickly, nxt was a solid show we know we have the t- the big title match next week and we had the cage match uh this week so we'll talk more about you know nxt in the coming weeks but uh AW was a big week for them. Unless you want to say anything quickly, um, no. I
0: just congratulations to Bronson Reed on the win. Um, the show was, uh, you know, a solid show, um, and we'll kind of see where, you know, we'll see we'll see where things go with with NXT. Yeah,
1: and like I said, and next week should be good with the the title match with the Balor versus Cross. I mean, either one of us think Cross is the best in ring and is right for the NXT roster, but I think he holds on the title, and we'll talk about that, you know, next week, you know, as we come on to the show. Uh, but, Jay, the biggest news before all the releases was going to be AW going from TNT to, to uh, TBS at the beginning of 2022 and also getting the, the long talked about third hour and getting a
0: new contract
1: and getting a new contract. That, that might be. I think
0: years. the new contract is actually number one. Number two is Rampage and number three is CBS or TBS.
1: Oh God, don't, don't give me more work to do. <laughs> Behind the curtain there for a second. But uh, so let's talk about the idea of the ex- the extension and the uh somewhere in the eight figures range on uh busted open radio on Sirius XM. Tony Khan did his normal uh Wednesday conversation, you know, basically promoting a show. And he said, you know, in about 10 minutes, I'm gonna have a big announcement for you guys and uh, he announced everything about, like I said, the extension and everything else. But uh, Jay, for a show that was basically two years old and was basically started off as a barter deal where they got some of the revenue from uh, from ad sales, has gone to you know an extension to what 2003, 2024. Now you know, in order to go to TBS, I mean, everybody can spin it on the fact that you know we had you know main event and all these other things for WCW at 605. It's your TBS, but. They went there because of, you know, being preempted by NBA games. And now that they have the NHL package, they didn't want to get preempted every, uh, you know, all these times. So they're moving to uh, TBS and we've got, you know, some other information. So Jay, how about you start us off in regards to uh, your your main thoughts on this?
0: Yeah. So I could give a shit. They're moving to TBS. I think that's whatever. Um, To me, the fact that they're giving them anywhere from what the figures are, ten to forty million dollars—that's a lot of money. That's not WWE money, but it sure should get in there, Corey, in a very, very short time span. I think we got to remember. I think we got to think about this. They—they they, has it. It's—it's it's been two
1: years that they've been on television. October 2019.
0: Yeah. 2019. It's not even been two years. And they're getting a deal that's giving them ten to forty million dollars for the next several years. One, it means that the company is financially viable now to pretty much do whatever they want. Um, and that's not any including pay-per-views. That's not including ticket sales. That's not including any of this, any of this stuff that we've that we've um, other revenue that they can generate. T-shirts, merchandise, all that stuff. So as a company, they're very financially viable. Um, and you listen, I give Tony Khan all the credit in the world. Yes, he was handed a silver spoon in his mouth. Yes, he was given everything you can be given to be successful in our our country. But what he has done with AEW and 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 what and what he's been able to do, um based off of the bullet club, BTE, the elites, and how he's leveraged all these things. It's very impressive. And, you know, now they're a very, very financially viable company. And I think it's, and we'll, you know, we'll get into rampage and, and all that too, but man, what a, what a, and this is a, you know, this is great for wrestling fans. This is great for wrestling fans that there's a legit second alternative, you know, out there. I don't see this being a WCW type of situation. And um, I, I, you know, who knows? I guess it could, anything could happen, right? WCW was around for a long time, but um, I, I, I'm glad that there's a second big alternative. I, I will tell you this, it's going to make WWE think, oh, shit, okay. And not that they're a direct competition because they're on another night, and I think they'll stand on another, another night. But the fact that like we can't sit here and just fuck up all the time and have a shitty show. When July we come back live and fans are booing us like crazy, and Raw's getting a million people to watch, like that's gonna look like shit. So hopefully that makes them think, hey, we've got to step our game up, and. You know, we'll talk about Dynamite. I think they had one of the best shows they've had. I think it was one of the best shows they've ever had uh, um, one Wednesday. And I, I don't know. I, I'm just very, very excited for, for their deal. And I have a lot of problems with AEW. And that's because I think they can go from good to great. I think they have everything in place to have the best wrestling show on television. And people can say they have it now. I don't think they do, but they're not far away. Um and so yeah, just great job by Tony Khan and, and by everybody at AEW for, for getting this deal done. And you know, we've we've got two incredibly strong wrestling companies based finance on a financial standpoint in the United States. And that's pretty cool.
1: I I agree. Um so let's let's talk a little bit about uh rampage the new one hour show that will be at least starting it'll be on friday nights at 10 o'clock so basically you can switch right over from fox uh, from 8 to 10 with smackdown and go in i mean i hope new japan uh strong you know goes to 11 o'clock i guess even i know it's a little bit later but i hope they. i never
0: well i guess this is my question how many people watch strong live like I never watch it live. I always so I don't know that many people watch it live, but I don't know. I could be I could be totally wrong on that. I don't feel like it's that type of show. I don't feel like that's that type of show, oh my god, I've got to watch it live. But you're right, it could possibly possibly hurt because it's the same fans, right? So
1: right. Yeah, so I mean so I, the, the first thing I would say about this, and it was said and he said this Tony Connor said this multiple times. And he also said this, like I said, in the busted open uh, interview he did in regards to the fact that they offered him a third hour for Dynamite, you know, make it a three hour show. And he said, no way, let's make this two separate shows. So I thought that was, because that's one of the biggest problems with, you know, Monday Night Raw being three hours, just that you have to extend things longer than they have to be. And I think it's one of the reasons why, you know, SmackDown consistently is a better show. But- uh,
0: I think writing has to do with it. The
1: same people I,
0: writing the show. It, I don't think <laughs> it's the same. I don't, I don't think it's the same people. I did not think it's the same people, but go ahead.
1: But, um, but getting back to, I think it's going to be interesting what they do with Rampage. From everything you're reading, it's going to be on the level of Dynamite. That's a, a hefty goal to do.
0: No, oh, no, no. That's not everything we're reading. Tony Khan said it. He said, our major properties are going to be Rampage and Dynamite and they're on the same level. And then there's the dark and, and elevation and stuff. So that, this isn't a rumor. He said Rampage is going to be on no, the same totally level. Right. Yeah. And it oh, you know, yeah, but that is an don't, important don't, distinction. Don't, that is an important distinction because that means Rampage is going to be a big show.
1: I mean, when it first started, when they found out they were getting the third hour, in a lot of interviews, Tony Conwitz had said that one of the focuses it would be the FTW, uh, the T. What is it? FTW title. You know, as like a centerpiece.
0: TNT title.
1: No, no, the uh, the title that t- uh, Taz is. Uh, what? Title, they were going to make that as a well. At least that was one of the original ideas. Are they going to make that a focus for that, that? Hopefully title?
0: they got rid of that idea.
1: Uh, it would be nice to see Brian Cage actually defend that title maybe once in a while. But um, I do think it will be interesting what they do. I mean, pre-show, me and Jay come and spoke about what we thought they might do with the show. I brought up an de- idea that Jay said, screw you, that's a terrible idea, but I'll let people know what it is. Maybe you'll be on my side for once. I doubt it. But um, one of the things we didn't get to talk about a couple of weeks back was Mick Foley put out a tweet saying that, WWE really needs to have a women's only show and do it fast before NXT. I'm not NXT. Before um, AEW, you know, does it? And it was part of the idea was the fact that you know women's wrestling is so hot right now. NXT is just at another level, and what's been going on lately, AEW is getting better. I thought it would be an interesting idea that you have Rampage be an all women's show.
0: Absolutely not.
1: And this is the reaction that I got. So- ab- ab-
0: abso- absolutely not. What do they got a million people to watch, they would get hundred fifty thousand people to watch, and that's not because women's wrestling isn't good. One, there is the you know sexist element to it, but also there they don't. A W doesn't have enough stars yet. You have women who have been established for the last couple of years, Britt Baker and Sheeta, but does we barely heard the woman talk. So we don't really know much about her personality. So you'd be watching it to see her wrestle, and if Britt Baker and Sheeta aren't on there, who the hell am I watching? Layla Hirsch is she Russian? Is she from from New Jersey? Has she ever talked? Who is she? Tay Conti improved in the ring. Um, Beautiful woman. I've never heard her talk. You know, you have to. It's not just about wrestling. It's about establishing characters and stories, and they have not done that in the women's division. They've actually gone out of their way to not do that, except for a few women. The only women's few they're building for Double or Nothing is uh, Sheeta and Britt Baker. That's it. Now, they had a tremendous match um, with Sh- Serena Deeb and Red Velvet. That's one of the best women's matches they've, they've ever had in AEW, in my opinion, but that's also saying uh, that's, that that's you know, that's saying something. that's not saying a lot, I should say because they don't have a lot of great matches. So th- to have a women's only show would be at this point absolutely absurd. They could do a YouTube women's only show, maybe. Um, but they aren't there yet as a uh, as a women's division to to do that. Hopefully they'll get there. And they're getting, you know, Tay Conti's developed. Maybe they'll get a Vanessa Bourne. Maybe they'll get a Chelsea Green. And they'll start to build that up. And I do think they should try to do, with Rampage, I think they need to make the show. So let's talk about yesterday really quick.
1: Okay.
0: Um, Yesterday's AEW show, we're taping this on Thursdays. So if you hear this, you know, it's Thursday, so yesterday, Wednesday. I thought that was AEW's best, one of the best shows they've ever had. They slowed the show down. They did a ton of, a bunch of promos. Um, The Brian Pillman promo was great to get you pumped up for his match. You felt like they maybe, shit, maybe they could win. They're not going to, but maybe they could, right? You had the Moxley promo. So you had all these promos before matches, um, which they never do. They slowed the show down. It wasn't just craziness and match and then this guy and then it just it, it really, they really, really slowed the show down and I don't know, I don't know if this was just a one-week thing but the only thing I didn't like about AEW was the music, right? Uh, or John Moxley's music, I Again? should say. Again, really? You didn't uh, like the new version? Yeah, no, no, no. no. I, his, old music is, his old music is the best music, but um, but anyway, that's, that's whatever. Um, and, I, you know, so if they do that, and they're slowing the show down, that would make sense for them to do Rampage, right? Because clearly they have this huge roster with a million dudes and a few women, and they're trying to get everybody over on this show. I mean, Stu Grayson and and, um, uh, Eva Uno haven't wrestled on on a Dynamite in, in how long? And so what they do is they bring them out there and they do all these gimmicks and, and they have them do all these brawls, which makes the, the show so chaotic. But if you're slowing down Dynamite and then you have Rampage, be, you know, the same kind of, you know, slower pace, three matches, a couple promos show. Then you have a chance to get a lot of people on a lot of different shows and you get to build characters and so on and so forth. Um so I I think it's I think I'm I'm excited for Rampage. I'm glad it's not on the same night as 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 uh as Dynamite because I just can't take. I need a break. Like Corey's like, did you watch this this week? Did you watch this this week? I'm like, buddy buddy, I got a full time job. I got a wife. I got a lot going on. So I can't. You know. So it's good that we'll have Friday or the weekend to watch SmackDown, watch Rampage um and watch new japan strong so it's like it's nice it's a nice breakup actually tuesday wednesday thursday friday and i'm basically saturday and sunday because it's gonna be hard to watch all this in one night so um i just think more wrestling is good more quality wrestling is good and um i'm excited to see what they what they do with the core. what do you what do you think beyond like the whole like women's wrestling thing for dynamite which i think having a women's only show, I think is ridiculous. They're not; they're just not ready for that. What do you see Rampage becoming? Because Tony Khan said it's on the level of dynamite. So what does that mean for it?
1: Uh, you know, I think it's going to be interesting because twofold. One, are they going to be taping two you know, two separate nights? They'll be taping Wednesday and Friday. Because I know the first episode, when it premieres in August, it could be, I believe they're saying, it's going to be in St. Louis as part of the full gear weekend where they'll have a friday show and the pay-per-view so i mean i know that they're testing out like this because of the nba this upcoming uh next week's show is going to be on a friday night from 10 to 10 to 12 you know they've done a couple other shows in that time slot which have done you know okay um i think it's going to be some sort of a mix of you know still you know developing developing people but i think it might be way to go and start feuds for the following week. So I think it's going to, you'll have a couple of matches. I think it will be kind of what like dark was in the very beginning when they taped, you know, before dynamite and they were really good matches. So I think you might still have like two or three matches. I don't know how often you're going to have, you know, John Moxley and especially the fact that, you know, he's going to be leaving mostly on some sort of paternity leave, you know, coming up soon. But I mean, um, I think it's
0: gotta be better than dark, even dark.
1: No, no, the I'm, beginning- not saying not be- I'm not, I'm just saying what like dark was initially where it was a, they taped it, you know, either right before or right after. And you had, you know, big matches in front of the crowds. And it wasn't just part of, you know. Yeah, hours. but they
0: also had a lot of squash matches. I don't anticipate them being able to. If They're saying it's dynamite level. I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying. I'm, it's a little bit semantics. But I don't see them having a lot of squash matches. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I see it being a show where they have, like, you know, like Mox is on the show and Jericho's on the show um where dark that wouldn't necessarily happen so i don't know i think there's a lot of different ways they can go with it to your point though i do wonder when they tape the show you know the energy of the crowd three hours do they tape at separate times do they you know do it on a a big weekend where they tape a special do they tape the show on its own you know do you tape Rampage, and then tape Dark and Elevation at the same time. So you have two different shows, you know, Dark and Elevation we know are like 18-hour shows, but, you know, you do Rampage and that's the big show, and then you do the other two shows after, so if the fans get tired, who cares about the fan reaction, you know? How do they kind of figure it out? So that'll be interesting to see where where they go, and, you know, now we're going to have more fans touring, apparently no one needs to wear masks anymore, so like how does this all kind of how does this all kind of flow, I think will be an interesting juggling act for, for Tony Khan, for sure.
1: Now, the, the other part of this announcement, besides moving to TBS next year, was that they, they'll get AW will get four network specials on TNT per year. So kind of maybe like a little bit like a Clash Champions back in the day will be like kind of super shows with as of right now, you're only doing four pay-per-views a year. So, you know, something like maybe Blood and Guts would have been, you know, one of these network specials. Corey,
0: what's like, like a super show? Do you mean like, um, so, because they've done this, like the, the bash of the beach. So is it like a two hour, essentially it's a two hour pay-per-view.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what, it, that's what it sounds like. Like I said, like back in the day with the Clash Champions, where you had, you know, these big time matches on free TV. And I think it might, it will be, make it easier in the idea, like, so you stick with the four pay-per-views, hopefully your quarterly shows, and then you have these other shows that will go and be a supplemental thing where you can get a big rating on, you know, a TNT, and make that work. So I think that's a good sign. And like I said, what you said earlier, getting all the extra money, and then what you said earlier in regards to like TNT compared to TBS on most cable systems, uh, for people who still have cable, usually, you know, they're right next to like on uh, Optimum. Uh, TNT is channel thirty-seven. Channel thirty-nine is TBS. On I think like DirecTV, it's like two forty-five and two forty-six. So I mean, I don't think that's gonna be that hard for. I think people it's to the same
0: thing with. Now. I think it's the same thing with streaming. I'm actually gonna look right now.
1: So I mean, I don't think it's gonna be that hard. I mean, I, if I were them, as the year goes along, I don't know if I would simulcast shows on both networks. I know they did that. You know, like one of the one of the first weeks that they had, because uh, they weren't sure when the NBA game was going to end when they got preempted, they went on TBS. Or for some reason, they were on TBS. But I would do that as the year goes along. You want to keep on telling people to be on TBS. And you may want to go and put your show on, you know, TNT and TBS to see what type of people, people will start to get used to the idea of TBS. Because, I mean, that could be in the very beginning, a little bit of a hurdle for people remembering it's on a different network.
0: I don't I don't think it'll be a big deal. They're, they're, Corey, like... You know, I am a sling. It's literally TNT and NTBS is right there. Mm. And if you just tell people like a million times they're going to be on TV, I mean, they have, what is this? Next year is when it happens. It, yeah. You're, I, I think people will figure it out. I don't think that's a concern at all.
1: Uh, so, and in regards to this week's show, I thought it was a really good show. I thought that the young bucks, I thought were the best as they've been as heels in this run so far. Because they were going up against a true babyface team in, you know, um, the varsity, the varsity blondes. I thought that was a really well done match. I thought that, you know, the Serena Deeb's match versus Red Velvet, who has only been wrestling what, for like a year, maybe two at this point, but so that was really solid. But that was a
0: match. I thought, of I, thought the, the, I thought that was a match of the night.
1: Yeah, I, I thought the promos for the most part throughout the whole entire night were really good. I mean, I love Max Caster. I think he's, I mean, is he John Cena as a rapper when he first came out? No. But all the things that he's doing are really good. And you know what? I thought that line with Renee Young was very funny. I thought that, you know.
0: I think he's he's probably better than John Cena was as a rapper. I think John Cena's thing, he had a better gimmick.
1: Yeah. John Cena had like,
0: John Cena had like the whole, I mean, he was basically like, vanilla ice and he was a heel like it was like you can't you couldn't like make that shit up but but yeah no i i thought i thought yeah i i i agree with the sure to your thunder but yeah i agree with you
1: but yes as an overall show i mean the only really bad thing on the show was most likely uh the brit, brit baker rebel match which was two minutes and it led into a segment building up the pay-per-view which is good mm-hmm. so i mean yeah. Even the bad wrestling wasn't long enough to really make you crazy.
0: The only thing that was weird was Miro, like, thanking Jesus Christ for his body. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: It's like, Miro, I know that, you know, they're letting you cut your own promos now, and you've done a good job for the most yeah, part. The good, but, like, maybe, like, think about some of these lines before you say it. It's just a weird, like, I want to first thank, you know, and I guess that's like, he maybe he was thinking about, like, pro football players or whatever. They, that's the first thing they say or whatever. I'm like, that's not really like a heel move. I don't know. It, that's whatever. It's a, That's a nitpick. But uh, yeah, and again, he had a promo, right? So you had guys who had, you don't have to have match after match after match after match. You just don't. I still don't think the Young Bucks are good as heels. I will say that till, the problem is I think Matt Jackson is kind of a natural heel because I think he seems like a dickhead. I think Nick Jackson seems like he's really faking it. You know, like, what's the the little peach fuzz on his face? And he's wearing this weird gold chain. Like, come on. Come on. You, you, this, this is, you don't seem like you seem like you're faking it. But anyway, it was a good match. And I think the um, Varsity Blondes sold things really, really well. I think they were great. And I hope that they give them some, some time. But again, Corey... I didn't know who that woman was. I didn't know they had a cheerleader or whatever. I didn't know who that woman was. And that's the problem. You, I, unless you're watching Darker Elevation and you have all this time in your hands to watch these four-hour shows every week, you don't know who all these people are. So I think that's something they need to continue to do. And, um, and I think it's something that they will... I'm going to say I think they will get better at it because th- what they did last week was, again... From start, it wasn't like the best show with matches, but I think how the show was laid out was the best show that they've had.
1: Yeah, and I guess the last thing quickly on AEW this week, we'd spoken about promos. I really, really enjoyed the Pinnacle promo. Everything that was done in that promo, I thought was done really well. Everything from, you know, Sean Spears, you know, basically be unhinged, and, you know, Dax, and... How does that get him over the heel?
0: Beating up a waiter? Come on.
1: All right. I th- I
0: thought it worked the idea. That, you know, I thought I thought the, made, I thought they should have. I thought they should have. Yeah, MJF was great, and FTR was great.
1: Yeah, saying that they want the titles. And it's BS, yeah,
0: they like they they you. want. Yeah, so FTR was great, and then you know I mean Wardlow was fine. It was funny like Sean Spears? What did he do? He beat up a
1: waiter. Great,
0: big strong man beating up a waiter. Wonderful. How's that that to heat?
1: I just think that, you know, I, I also think that we have this unrealistic anti Sean Spears because he was buried for so long in WWE. No, I oh, WWE.
0: oh no no. No, absolutely not. Really, so you're like, saying, oh, we have I don't know who we is. I don't know I who the, the fuck we is. Boy, for, I very much have my own my own thing. He had a promo, God, what was it like two months ago on it was on Dark. It was an wait, incredible. Wait, what, 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 it was in yeah, well, I only watch when they when they like AEW put stuff on Twitter or, or Instagram and then like I watched like I watched the um uh, the video or whatever with uh the the uh um Max caster and and Bowens. But um it was a tremendous promo. So I'm a I'm a I'm a big Sean Spears fan. I don't think he's like this like amazing in ring worker. I think on the mic, I think he's absolutely fantastic, but um, you know, it's gonna it's always gonna be hard for him. He's never gonna be good enough to be a champion, I don't think. But he's never gonna, you know, so I don't know that he'll ever be able to to get there. And now with how many guys TNT ha or TNT AEW has, it's gonna be hard to get these titles. And you think about Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page and you know, Sean Spears and Wardlow. There's so many, MJF, Jarek, all the... Inter- There's so many guys there. Um, you know, I think it'll be interesting. I think Mirror holds the title for a long time, though.
1: That'd be good. I mean, you want all your other champions, for the most part, have held it for several months, and I think it gives viability to the title. And I think that's good. And I think the match the pay-per-view should be, you know, really fun, just two big guys, you know, being the crap out of each other. Um, but, Jay, I think this is a good point in the show to let people know how they could follow us and uh, everyone else on the life group uh, network of shows
0: so we are worked shoot wrestling podcast we are on instagram at worked shoot pod we are on twitter at work shoot pod we are on itunes stitcher spotify um, wherever you get your podcast iheart Heart radio, radio which apparently people love so well worked shoot wrestling podcast check us out leave a review um, that would really help us with the show uh, Jacob Anthony Moses, thank you for the shout out. He he's, he uh, shouted us out today uh, on on the chat there. Um, so again, we are a part of the Great Life Group podcasts. Uh, on Monday, we've got Dong City with Henry and Vince baseball podcast. Dong City. No hitters every other day. Ridiculous. Yeah, there's no dong. There's no donging. I mean, maybe there's donging after the games, but there's no <laughs> donging during the games. Wow. Uh, Tuesday, we've got the Audible with Matt and Randy. Uh, where does Aaron Rodgers go? And 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 Who who does Jason Brooks become a fan of after he gets traded? Uh, Thursday, you've got us, Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. Friday, we've got the Step Back with Jacob and Leon. They might need to do two shows with all the NBA stuff going on right now. And then Sunday, Total Bases with Felipe and Sean. So you've got baseball. You've got football offseason stuff. You've got wrestling. You've got the NBA. So um, check out these podcasts. They're fun. They're interactive. You can chat with the guys. Um, so so check it out, the life group podcast,
1: and of course, we have one other podcast that we always love to promote. Uh, remember what that comedy podcast is?
0: You don't know Jackie, you don't know Jackie, Jackie, Andy, Jackie, Rachel, Jackie, Corey. Nope. the comedy podcast for the ages.
1: There is no Jackie, Corey. Um, but you know, one of these days, when if we if Jason ever comes back on, he'll he'll know that better, but you know, we'll, we'll work on that over next couple of uh, centuries but uh jay of course you know check them out anywhere where you listen to podcasts uh right now we are a twice a month show as we count down to 100 episodes and as i told you last week we will be uh having over the next couple of weeks a uh, friend of the show uh actually jay you may not know this the person who made our initial logo ken beck will be uh our guest on the you don't know jackie podcast so if you like logo, oh wow logo.
0: okay all right all right all right can you get him to make another logo because we don't have the that in it anymore so that is maybe we're we'll gonna make another logo but that's yeah. cool that's
1: really cool we have our instagram maven you know the biggest jason Stand out there uh J- jackie endy who agrees with everything you say which doesn't hurt uh,
0: my feelings at all listen i listen i get it i get it <laughs> you know definitely she's, she's, check
1: out us and yeah. you don't know jackie podcast wherever you listen to podcasts uh, five-star reviews. Even if you don't listen on iTunes, if you want to download iTunes, give us a review and then, you know, delete it right afterwards. That'd be great. Um, but Jay, final subject of the week. And this is last thing we're talking about. And I'm going to surprise Jay on this because I always love to do this, make him a little uncomfortable. But uh, this upcoming weekend, we're going to get the uh, Ultimate Warrior documentary on A&E. And then we're going to get the lot more honest and most likely better documentary on Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, Jay, what's your interest, being someone who was, you know, uh, you know, basically an 80s baby and a huge fan of the WWE, you know, and all that stuff at the time, what's your, what's your thoughts on uh, Ultimate Warrior? How much of a puff piece will A E do and how much of a real job with, you know, all the terrible things that, you know, came out of the mouth of Ultimate Warrior? Sure. Dark Side of the Ring did. The yeah. Ultimate Warrior.
0: Um, I, Listen, I was a fan of the Heels. But I was a huge Ultimate Warrior fan. He was like one of my favorite baby faces because he just came out and like killed everybody, <laughs> and he was like a lunatic. And I didn't know what he was saying. Uh, probably my favorite baby faces were him and, and Macho Man. But uh, I mean, who didn't fucking love Macho Man? Come on.
1: Actually, this week, twelve years since he died. Actually. Wow.
0: Um. So as far as the Warrior documentary, you know. There's been a lot of Warrior documentaries. WWE did one before when Warrior was in when he was in the bad graces, right? And then he came back, and then got in the good graces, and you know, then he you know passed away unfortunately. And listen, he was it sounds like a scumbag, but you still whatever. People dying is sad and terrible. And so then they made it like, oh, well, now we're gonna do this thing. How great the warrior is, and call it the Warrior Award. And it's like, what? Like, I don't really get this, but because well, he kind of like wasn't a good guy. But okay, we're gonna, you know, whatever, idolize him. It's fine. Um, and so, and and now I don't know what Dark Side of the Ring. We know that documentary is gonna be good. I mean, we just we know it. The Pillman documentary was great. Uh, you watched the the Nick Cage thing. I didn't get to see it yeah, yet. He was- uh, but you said it was great. And they've just done really, really good stuff, right? And so, and they don't fuck around. They're being very, as honest as possible. Now they try to keep it, They, the one thing they always try to do is they try to give you a feel good, make you feel good about it, you know? Uh, you know, the Pillman story is pretty depressing, way more depressing than I realized, especially thinking back to Pillman Jr., and um, the, the sister there Who were in this like With a mom in this abusive situation In their house after uh, uh, The dad died, Pillman uh, died So it was very rough So they try to give you a positive spin So I'm sure they'll try to do that with the Warrior documentary I mean My thing is, do they interview the wife Dana Warrior um, I don't know if she's in Interviewed in this And I think that will tell you a lot about what they're doing with it So I don't I don't know. We know because the Pillman Jr. one was the first one. They really hyped it up with talking about Stone Cold in there and stuff like that. So the A and ones, I haven't watched any of them, so I I don't know. But I know that they wanted to put the Booker T thing in with Triple H and how Triple H. I still I'll never forget that promo, Corey, for the rest of my life as a wrestling yep. fan. How like racist Triple H was. Um, and they didn't have it in there. And to me. If they don't have that in there, that's missing a big part of his story. And I think Booker T's doing it. Booker T said, oh, that wasn't a big part of my story. Motherfucker, get out of here. That's a big part of your story. Like, but he's a WWE guy. Like, He's getting paid by them still, right? So it's his job not to bury them. And I get that. If I was getting paid by a company, like, I wouldn't bury them in public either. I could say a lot of, you know, whatever. I'm not going to get into it. So, um... Um, but so I think these documentaries are slanted a little bit, but it doesn't mean they can't be good. I think the WWE's one is going to be interesting.
1: Will, will you watch uh, the, will you watch this one just to see how you compare the two or you just know that you just have this inner feeling that they're going to be, unless you're the macho man, it's going to be a puff piece and there's no point. So to so be
0: honest with you, it depends on how nice it is this weekend and how much time I've got. We got the NBA playoffs. We got a lot going on. Uh, we've got a lot of great wrestling. Like, I just don't have time to watch all this stuff. So, uh, to me, I, I might read how it was. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you'll maybe you'll watch it. You haven't watched them all either, right?
1: Only one I've watched is the Macho Man one. And I heard that uh, the Piper one and Austin one are, are solid. I haven't okay. watched, uh, you know, much of the other stuff. Much sure of the other one. So, I
0: don't know. Maybe I'll watch it, but it really is going to depend on like how many. How many documentaries of the same person can you watch? Right. So, um, yeah, whatever. Um, and Pillman's, like for P- Pillman Jr., his story, or for Brian Pillman Sr., his story was out there. Um, but I think we learned a lot in his documentary. So I think with the Warrior thing, with the WWE one, I don't know that we're going to learn a lot. Um, but with the dark side of the ring, I think we're going to learn things because we're going to hear from other people who maybe. We're not the biggest fans of the Ultimate Warrior. Mm-hmm. And I think with the WWE one that they did with Ultimate Warrior years ago, it was just to like bury him. And at Dark Shadow Ring doesn't, they have not done that for the most part. They really haven't. They've been very pretty much down the middle on stuff. Like this is what happened. This was his life. This was, you know, whatever. So, um, and they do a good job with their documentaries of leaving you with questions more than answers from them. They give you the story and then you are kind of, it's kind of up to you to make the mind up for yourself about what you feel about that. They don't try to tell you what to think. And I think those are like the best documentaries,
1: right? So sure. WWE documentaries are very preachy on how good the product is and how everything is great. Dark side of the ring ones are honest and they let you decide for yourself what your opinion is going to be. To these people. And,
0: and listen, they're supposed to like, they're the WWE. They don't want their company to look like shit. Like that's their job. So I guess and part of this and this is the same with any media you consume, right? You have to know what you're watching. It's yes. it's not always the media's job to make sure they're fair and balanced. It's the media's job to make money. So you have to decide as a consumer, do I think they're down the middle? What do I think they're trying to give me here? And with the dark side of ring we've seen it for a long time. They just tell you the story and then like they try to wrap it up happily so you don't leave feeling Depressed as shit because every topic's depressing,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: they let you think about it for yourself. So that's why they're, you know, just next level documentaries in general.
1: Absolutely. Uh, so as we close out, just uh, two quick things here. And Jay, you can comment if you want. But uh, this is, this past week was the one year anniversary of the tragic death of Chad Gaspar. Two year anniversary of Ashley Masero And of course, this past weekend we lost uh, one of the topics f- from last season. On Dark Side of the Ring, Uh, ECW legend, I guess you could say, uh, New Jack, uh, passed away. So uh, for those who were fans of any of them, and, you know, I know that the Shad Gaspar was a huge story last year, you know, and his heroically, you know, making sure to save his son, you know, and losing his own life, you know, heartfelt out there to everyone, their families. But, uh, Jay, unless you have something else you want to talk about? as always, you know, the final word is yours.
0: One more thing before I go, remember with Ashley Macero dying of, I don't know if it was suicide or drug overdose, but I know she had a lot of of issues. Remember, this is still mental health awareness month in May. Uh, Please, if you need to get help for any issues that you have or any mental health, mental health is the same thing as breaking a leg. If you don't got it, you know, if you have some issues upstairs that, that you need help with, it is fine. We need to talk about it more as a society. Um, so yeah, uh, that's it for me. I think we're done here. Take care of yourself. See ya.
1: Go Knicks.